Good evening, everybody. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, in my home church, we have our pulpits up about this high. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, I'm not home. Hey, tonight, I've got three things for you tonight. Number one, we're going to give you a prophetic word. Number two, we're going to give you a very special revelation. And number three, I believe many of us, if not all of us, are going to receive a supernatural, miraculous touch from Almighty God who is in this place tonight. Um, the Word of God tells us where two or more are gathered in His name, there He is in the midst of them. That was our favorite scripture when we started our church. And there were the, the two or three of us was our family and no more. And buddy, we stood on that scripture for a long time. Uh, where two or, and, and you know what we found out? If He was there, that was all we needed, praise God. Hey, I want to, before we get started tonight, I want to give great honor to this pulpit and to the man and woman of God who are in charge and God has called for Botkins, Ohio and the entire world. And my wife and I can honestly and genuinely testify that we have such a better relationship with Jesus we're better as spouses, we're better as parents and as pastors because of our relationship with Pastor and Mrs. Pastor Phil, Peter and Phyllis Dosek. So God bless you guys. Thank you very much. And I do want to just share, yeah, let's stand and give them honor in this place today. We honor you guys. Hallelujah. Thank and and thank you. And and I'll just share one, I could share several, but I'll share one story tonight about uh, how they've impacted us. And we started our church in Cloverdale, Indiana in 2002. And Cloverdale is a lot like Botkins, only maybe if you could imagine um, just going down the street on a hot summer's day, it's, it's about the same size as Botkins, maybe a little bigger. And if you could think of a Leonard Skinner reunion, what would that look like? That's Cloverdale. Okay, and we went, we started in 2002, and the people stayed away by the thousands, and uh, I mean, we, we would go for, for weeks on end without seeing a single soul in our church. It would be just my wife and my two small kids, and by the way, God bless my wife here tonight of 24 years, Andrea, and I'm a much better pastor today because of her, and a man of God because of her, and God must have really, really thought I was in great need of a wonderful woman, and, and without her, I would be helpless because she really is the better half of the two of us. So thank you for being here tonight, Andrea, and at least we'll have one smiling face tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Just but in 2002, we were starting our church and nobody came. And, and I had been an associate pastor and a youth pastor and had begun traveling a little bit and, and had some what people would call success in the ministry. And then when we started this church, it just looked like it fell flat on the face, our face. And man, we were devastated and uh, we were really hurt. And like, God, how can, you, how can you call us the pastor and not send any people? Well, we found out later there was a lot of things to that. But in the process, in about 2003, 2004, somebody handed me some tapes by Pastor Peter Dosek. And I started listening to those tapes. And the first thing I thought was, man, this guy must have a terrible marriage. 
And then after I got to know him a little bit, I realized he's just having fun with his wife. But you know what? I began to listen to the testimony of Botkins, Ohio, and how God raised up a church in this area in a small town that literally is touching the world and being heard around the world. And I, and I just tell you, I, got, I just said to myself, if that man can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And we began, to, and we began, and I heard, you know, about his, the way he prayed until he had the victory over the devil. And we began to pray, and we walk up and down our pews, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we had this old one-room nasty church, smelled, it was terrible. But you know what? It was God. And we began to walk up and down those pews in the name of Jesus, I call you full. You're full. You're full. You're full. You're full. You're full. In the name of Jesus, you're full. Two services. You're full. You're full. And I'm going to tell you, we prayed, we prayed, prayed, we prayed, until one day we we heard in the spirit a sound and, and it, the only thing I can come close to describing it is is a sound that beaver's tail makes when it hits the water it's just a smack and I heard that smack and from that time on our church began to grow and grow and grow and grow and we're just over one year in our new building it sees 800 people and we're in a town of a little bit bigger than this but not much and I want you to know this morning we're about 50 seats short of needing to go to two services praise God and we will be at two services by the end of next year amen so that's that's who I am but let's get into the word tonight let's get into the word yeah and, and six foot seven in case all y'all want to know all right here we go let's jump in three things number one one prophetic word can change your life I had a word in August 2003 when, when we were going to our prayer time and God spoke to me this word. He said, now you've seen what you can do. Now you're going to see what I can do. Cast your nets to the other side. And buddy, we cast our nets to the other side and God has moved. I'm here to give you a word tonight. The night is very simply this. The word tonight is come. Now as I give you this word, I want to, I want to set it up with 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. And in 2 Corinthians 11, it talks about the simplicity that is in Christ. The word I'm about to give you is a very basic, easy, simple word. I am not going to give you deep theology. I'm not here to, to go into who are the, the, the riders of the horses of the apocalypse tonight. I'm going to give you a simple word tonight, but don't get lost in the fact that it's a simple word because I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit to be here for this time to bring it as a man of God, and I'm here to tell you God's going to anoint this word. So let's go in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 4, uh, 25. And it says this, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. The disciples were on a boat walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. Is it, not, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it was you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? Now here we have it. Jesus is walking on the water. As Jesus is walking on the water, he is defying natural laws. There are, there are all sorts of laws of physics being broken and defied. And tonight, I'm not here to explain to you how Jesus overcame the law of gravity or how the law of lift or thrust or force or wind direction. I'm here to say a very simple thing to you tonight. Jesus was walking on the water because he was Jesus. 
And Peter, we don't know exactly why, but I'll tell you this, there had to be a divine purpose because Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do, and I only say what I hear the Father say. So Jesus saw his Father walking on that water, so Jesus began to walk on the water. Peter saw his mentor, his Savior, walking on that water, and Peter said, the Father's walking on the water, Jesus is walking on the water, I want to walk on the water. And so Jesus, or Peter very simply says, Lord, would you let me come? And Jesus said, come. Here's the word tonight. 2019, and this is for whosoever. You don't have to receive this, but whosoever will, you'll be blessed. Okay, whosoever. But in 2019, there is a word for you. Come. And it's very simply this. I, the way I see it, I, I can see it better than I, than, I can just, than I can say it. But some of us, many of us, have boundaries around our faith. We have boundaries to what we're allowing God to do in our lives. We have boundaries to what the, the limitations. You know, for instance, I'll give you a scripture. I can do all things through Christ. We love that scripture. I can do all things through Christ. But you know that after pastoring, I found that there's a second part of that scripture that a lot of Christian Jews, I can do all things through Christ except that. I don't know if that's in 2 Matthew or, or 4 John, but somewhere in the Bible, many Christians have read, I can do all things through Christ except that except forgive that person, except pay my tithe, except share my faith. I can do all things except walk in love. I can do all things except sit under a pastor. I can do all things except go on a meal. I can do all things but work in the children's ministry. I can do all things except, except, except. And I want to give you a word tonight. Come! And I want to give you, you can see yourself in, in, in a, 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 a pendant enclosure. I'm from southeastern Ohio. I was raised on a farm. Okay, I played a little basketball in my day, but, but in my farming days, and we had horses and, and different animals, and, 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 and these ho you put these horses in a, in a, in a, in a pasture, it's going to go start looking and find its boundaries, and, it's gonna, and after the horse decides that, hey, you know what, I found my boundaries, it quits trying. And many of us, we've gotten to a place in our life where we come up to the end of our comfort zone. And we allow that to become a boundary of, I can do all things through Christ except that. So my encouragement, the word I have for you tonight, if you'll, whosoever will, receive this. Come. What will you do in 2019? How will you take that word and apply it? Because Jesus will meet you when you step out of the boat of your faith. I want to take you back a few years and I was going to college in Capital University in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, playing a little basketball there. I, I've known I was called to be a pastor ever since I was five years old. I have a paper in my office that I wrote when I was five. It says, when I grow up, I'll be a minister. I've always known. But I ran from it for a little while. I got good at basketball and a few things and thought I was something and started running from that call. Got radically saved. There's a long story behind that radically dedicated my life to Christ, ended up going to a church. And I went for a little while, joined the church. This lady shows up. Her name was Carol. And one day, this lady says to me, she, she was an elder to me, and I'm 19 years old at this point, snot-nosed, zit-faced kid. 
And she says, I need you to work on our prayer call center. And I literally thought, you're talking to somebody else. Uh, she said, you. I said, me? I, said, I, I just, I'm just now learning. I'm just getting into this. I don't know what I'm doing. She said, no, the Lord has told me you're supposed to be working our prayer center. I, I said, ma'am, I'm trying, I want to be respectful. But you, you got the wrong guy. I don't know anything about the Bible. I, I, I don't even know, like when, pastor, when the pastor begins to preach and he says this book and that book, I don't know where it is. And she said, no, I'm telling you. I said one more time, ma'am, I am not qualified. And she said this, she said, do you know the name of Jesus? And I said, of course, I, this time I'm frustrated, of course I know the name of Jesus. And buddy, she got me hook, line, and sinker. She said, that's all you need to know. You'll be in training tomorrow. And you know what began to happen? I got out of my comfort zone, 19-year-old kid, and all I needed was the name of Jesus, and I found out that when people called with cancer, you could pray the name of Jesus and they would be healed of cancer. I, we, we, I remember I, I was just doing this for a couple months. Someone with multiple sclerosis called and, and they called back a, a, just a couple days later and said, I've been healed of multiple sclerosis. And all it was was some snot-nosed faced kid who didn't, didn't even know the, where, the order of the books of the Bible. I thought that little ribbon in your Bible was a Bible carrier. But you know what? What I found, the name of Jesus is where we put our faith in. And today, I'm here to tell you a prophetic word simply for you is this. Come, get out of the boat, step out in 2019. What is it that God is beckoning you? Jesus was walking toward this boat. The disciples were like, who is that? And it was Jesus. You know what some of us are doing? We're like, the, the disciples thought, is that, is that a ghost? Is that a, is that a ghost? Who is that? And some of us, maybe the Lord is beckoning you right now. He's, he's putting that thing on that, that accept that that you have in your heart, that accept that I can do all things through Christ, accept that I won't do this, I won't do that. I love everybody except that guy. What is that except that? And tonight the Lord, the Holy Ghost, is beginning to convict you and tell you. And you're like, that's not Jesus. That's a ghost. That's, get behind me, Satan. No. It's the, it, it's the Lord. And he's calling, he's knocking, and he wants to say, come walk with me on the water. He wants us to live a life that we can live not just in reliance on ourselves. We have to be so careful and cautious that we do not create a life for ourselves in which we do not need God to exist. What is that except that? What are you going to step? Some of you need to make radical giving commitments. Some of you need to make radical ministry commitments. Some of you need to purpose in your heart. You're going to lead not one, not two, but three distinct salvation experiences that you will lead someone to Christ this next year. Some of you have said, I've let worry get the best of me for the last three years. This is your accept that. And tonight, step out of the boat. There's a word from God. He is with you. The second thing I want to share with you today, first thing, God is with you. Come. We were in staff meeting. I'll, I'll say one more thing about that. We were in staff meeting about a month ago. 
we do a prison project every December and we, just, we send care packages into the local prison and we did so many and it's just such a wonderful outreach. Our people all write Christmas cards and we do it nice and we get all these, it's just a wonderful thing and people are touched for Jesus and we were talking and praying and saying, God, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this prison and that prison? And we begin to add up how much that's going to cost and what it's going to do. And we said, you know what? And we were talking, I said, let's just stop the staff meeting right now. Let's just begin to pray. And let's, I want God to tell us yes. And we begin to pray in that staff meeting and the anointing just fell in the staff meeting. And you can just feel the tangible presence of God. And we have set our sights that next year, 3,000 incarcerated people are going to get a care package and Bibles and snacks and five Christmas cards and hand-drawn cards. And they're going to experience the love of Jesus Christ. The last two years, well, that's enough. We've got to move on. Number two. A special revelation. If you have your Bible, turn it to Matthew chapter 23. Some people think Michael Jordan invented trash talk. That's not true. Jesus invented trash talk. And Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is trash talking those Pharisees. If you don't know who Michael Jordan is, the altar will be open after service. Matthew chapter 23. I'm going to look at verses 3 and 4. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. We had many wonderful services this year in our church. I look back, it was a wonderful year. I mean, it was a great year. I'm so blessed and encouraged. Our people were so full of fire and passion. And, and, and by the way, I just, I thank the, I want to just thank not just the pastor, but all the staff and helps ministries here. You guys just shine like the stars. And it is such an encouragement to see that excellence and love for the people and for the Lord. It really is a great joy to be with you tonight. Thank you. But all the wonderful services we had this past year and all the revelations that I preached, this was the greatest. And once again, it's a simple thing. Very simple revelation, but it was the most profound to me. The Pharisees put burdens on people. Religion puts burdens on people. The devil puts burdens on people. Sickness, disease, infirmity, poverty, depression, oppression, strife, hurt, unforgiveness, past abuses, these are oppressions and burdens that are put on by Satan himself. Jesus, John 10 and 10, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and more abundantly. Jesus came to set us free and whom the Son sets free 
is free indeed. And I began to meditate on that. And I began to ask God, and I began to look at everything we do in our church. And I said, oh God, please help me never, 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 never to put an undue burden on any of my people. Lord, it is my ministry as a man of God to be an extension of Jesus Christ to remove burdens from people. And I tell you what, just the way we pray for people, the, way, the what we've seen, the miracles we've seen, the growth we've seen, just from that simple revelation. I only preached it on a couple Wednesday nights. I didn't make it a long series, didn't make a whole big sage design to it. We just, it just changed the way we do ministry. We're here. The pastors are here to take burdens off of people. When Jesus came to announce who he was in Luke chapter 4, and he went in and, and he began to read out of Isaiah, and it said he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all those that are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he sat down. And I want you to know the Jesus that you serve, this Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Healer, the Provider, he has come to give life and he has come to remove every burden. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's come to set you free and to make you free indeed. Amen. And lastly tonight, a special touch from God. And if you'd go back to Matthew chapter 14, So we start with a prophetic word. Come. Step out of the boat. Expand your boundaries. We have a revelation. Jesus has come to remove burdens. And tonight, we're going to pray for people and manifest the gifts of the Spirit and demonstrate the power of Jesus' name in your lives. And we're doing it to remove burdens, not to put burdens on. Amen. And I want to give you a scripture tonight. Now, as far as I can tell when I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus, we know he was not moved by circumstances. We know he was rock solid. But we, I see two times in scripture that if Jesus could have had a bad day, this would have been it. The, the second would be the night of the Last Supper when he's going to be betrayed. The night that the disciples would fall asleep on him three separate occasions while he was needing comfort and companionship and prayer. And on that night, he would not only be betrayed, he would be forsaken and denied. That was the night he prayed, Lord, if there's any way this cup can pass, Please let it, but nevertheless, your will be done. And he sweat until he sweat blood. If there was ever a time that Jesus may have been having a, a bad night, that was it. 
And can I just, just to reveal his character, I, I know, just, I so enjoyed the worship today, tonight, and just singing about the goodness of God and our breakthrough that's coming. And it's not based on what we feel, but what we know. I was so encouraged. But tonight, if Jesus was ever having a bad day, he'd just been betrayed. His accusers were at hand. His guys have slept on him. And now Peter has just taken a sword out and cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. If there was ever a time where Jesus could say, you know what, I kind of got my own thing going on here. He reached down. He, I, mean, I, I would have been like, Peter, pick that up. he reached down he picked up the ear and he healed the man in Malchus the first one is in Matthew 14 and I want to read the account um, it is in verses 13 and 14 we see Jesus is, well, let me set it up better. What has just happened? Jesus just got the news that John the Baptist has been beheaded. I don't know if you've ever lost a loved one. Many of us have. This was someone who was near and dear. We see from Mark's gospel that Jesus and his disciples were so busy during this time, they had no time to rest. They had no time to eat. They were working so hard for the gospel. And they get this news. John the Baptist has been beheaded. And so, they, Jesus says to the guys, guys, we're going to come aside. We're going to go into the wilderness, and we're going to rest. I don't know if you've ever tried to take a vacation that God interrupted or if you've ever had a time when you, you were going through a very difficult time and all of a sudden, a demand hits you. But no sooner than they get to the wilderness, as a matter of fact, the crowd, we think about 10,000 people who heard Jesus was going to the wilderness. They beat him there. They walked and they came. And they were needy. And Jesus is tired. He's exhausted, he's hungry, and he's just lost John the Baptist, who was, to this point, the only person who had any revelation of who he was. And you know what the Bible tells us? He was moved with compassion and healed them all. I want you to know tonight, Jesus Christ is a healing Jesus. He is not having a bad day. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He is God triumphant. And three of my favorite words on the cross, it is finished. 
And when he said, it is finished, that meant it was finished. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1, where he gave us all authority over the devil and over sickness, that was sealed, signed, and delivered by his blood on the cross. Hallelujah. I'm thinking of Mark chapter 9, where this man, and this ministry is, I believe, named after Mark chapter 9, but, but forgive me if I'm wrong, but this man said, Jesus, Jesus, hey, all things are possible if you can believe. And the Lord says, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And maybe you're here tonight and you say, all right, I believe in God. I'll believe, I'll believe, but I have a little bit of unbelief. Jesus will even help your unbelief, man. Another account, a man asked Jesus, hey, I've got leprosy. Is it your will to heal me? Yes, I'm willing. So we're going to pray. And I can already sense God is moving and going to touch people. I want to encourage you to stir your faith now. I want to encourage you to stir your faith now. What are you believing God for? Will you step out of the boat? Will you know tonight that Jesus has come to take burdens away from your life, not put them on? Sickness, disease, and infirmity, oppression, depression, lack, poverty is under the curse. And when he said it is finished, it is finished. Amen. We're going to pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ. We loose the working of miracles. We loose the words of knowledge and the words of wisdom. We loose the gift of faith. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against every malady and sickness. We come against every satanic oppression. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, we loose the gifts of healing. In the name of Jesus, we receive. We thank you for your grace, you doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, your great favor toward us. Hallelujah. 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 Man, if you want to join me up here as they're joining me, there's somebody here. You have an un, an un uh, rash, irrational fear of cancer. You don't even have cancer. You're not even a candidate for cancer. But you're afraid of it. You're afraid to the point where you're, you're, you're not living your life. We're going to pray for you tonight. Who is that? Would you raise your hand if that's you? We're going to, we're going to pray for you tonight. Who is that tonight? Someone who's got an irrational, I'm talking about a, a, a fear that's crippling your, your faith, a fear that's causing you to miss out on life. Who is that tonight? Hallelujah. I was at a church two weeks ago and we were praying and we saw two legs grow out. We saw several tumors come off. 
and I called out a tumor on somebody's back and nobody came and we found out they were in the bathroom. <laughs> they came five minutes later and you know what? God still healed their tumor. But there's somebody, I'm there's somebody here tonight. You have an irrational fear of cancer. Who is that? Just raise your hand up. I want to see you tonight. We're going to pray for you tonight. God's going to, you, sir. Okay. Is there anybody else? Okay. Will you stand up? I'm going to pray for this man. How, how, how long has that been happening to you? Um, it's been a while because I was a, a heavy pot smoker for a okay. lot of years, so I've been concerned about my lungs. Your lungs. Okay. And also um, other, other things because I've... Uh, uh, just been concerned about a lot, of, okay. a lot of drugs and a lot of different things. Okay. I was concerned about uh, possibly. Now, we're going to pray for you tonight. Okay. Now, have you ever been diagnosed with anything with cancer? or any? No. Well, yeah, skin cancer. Skin cancer. But well, you're concerned about lung cancer. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't want any cancer. All right. I've had uh, skin cancer removed a couple now, of here, times. Now, listen, we're going to pray. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the fear thing, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the fear thing. Now, in the name, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, we're going to command fear. Now, we're going to command, and even that melanoma, that skin cancer, it's not going to come back in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Okay? We're going to lay our hands on you. Okay? okay? God's going to move. Mm-hmm. Now, how long have you been a, a Christian? Since 1979. 1979. Okay. And how long have you been carrying this fear? Probably started as I got older. Uh, well, stuff. You know, give me give me a number of years. Um, so I'd say probably probably maybe ten years. Ten or years. Or All right. Well, are you ready to walk out those doors tonight with no more fear? Yeah, I definitely want. Let's that. let's turn around and look at those doors. Mm-hmm. See those doors? Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're gonna lay hands on you. Okay. And in the name of Jesus Christ, when you walk out those doors tonight, you are never ever going to have fear Amen. again. Good. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lift up this precious man and we command this irrational fear of the wicked one, this fear of cancer to cease and desist. We call on the grace of God. We call on the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now and we declare freedom from fear in every aspect and we declare over his body no cancer no melanoma in the name of jesus he is free and he is free indeed in spirit and soul and in body in jesus name amen 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 Pastor, I tell you by the Spirit of God, you've rejoiced over the foretastes that God has given you. And that's what they've been, foretastes, that has released a passion in you and a hunger that most people do not. They see it, but they don't understand the depth of it. You're going to come to the point where you're going to know what is being said behind closed doors. And you are going to come to a point And it's not going to just happen in other nations. You're going to see it happen here. You've had the foretaste. But you are going to decree with such specifics and with such precision 
that it's going to scare people. I'm telling you that there is a move of the fullness of God. You've hungered for it so much. But there is a decree that is going to begin to come forth out of your mouth with a power that you have never seen. And you've, ne- you've had glimpses. But I tell you, there is a new weightiness that God is placing upon you. And a new level of, for lack of a better way, like a new level of responsibility. That even as you go to nations, you're going to speak into nations like you have never spoken in before. And I, I know the testimonies. I've been there with you at times. But what you have had has been foretastes. And God is going to put such a precise word in you. And there's going to be such a keen discernment in you that is literally, it's going to, it's going to rattle you a little bit. Because you're, you've rejoiced in these foretastes. But God said, I'm going to do to you like I did Samuel. And I'm going to speak in your ear. He spoke into the ear of Samuel about Saul. And you're going to see that when people speak into somebody else's ear, it's to tell them the secrets. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. And there is a precision that you, and I know you've longed for it. God said, I'm going to honor him with that precision. And you are going to make declarations and people are going to walk away. Man, he's, but, but I'm telling you, you are going to watch things begin to formulate. You're going to watch things begin to materialize. You've watched God do creative miracles in people's bodies. But you're going to see God begin to do creative things as you begin to speak. It's going to happen. But there's going to be this discernment and this keenness. It's going to be, there's a degree of intimacy that you've hungered for to the point that you've hungered for it. You've done everything you know how to get there, but you're going to come into it. And when you do, there's going to be such a release of the gifts. But I'm telling you, those knowledge gifts are going to, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's going to be intense. Like nothing you have ever experienced before because you are going to become more of a voice of power to this generation than what you've ever experienced in your life. Father, I thank you, Lord, with a greater precision. Father, I thank you. You've given him the foretastes. But I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It will be without limit. And Father, I thank you He will know. He will know things that have been said behind closed doors and people will wonder, how did he know that? He will speak things that have been said behind closed doors and people will wonder, how does he know that? He will make decrees over regions and decrees over nations and it shall not tarry, but it shall be expedited. Father, I thank you, Lord, for that new level of intimacy that you are speaking and bringing into his ministry and into his life. In Jesus' name, amen. I just believe that there's someone here, when Pastor Matt was talking about the voice of come, 
someone here can't even hear the word come because they can't hear. Is there someone that cannot hear? You're either deaf in one ear or you have a low capacity to actually perceive words. So I believe that the Lord wants to heal deafness. Anybody here cannot hear? I guess they heard that. Deafness. Is there a deafness? Is there someone deaf here? You're deaf. You're not totally deaf. What side can you not hear in? Well, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that the spirit of deafness is broken by the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. What is your name? Rusty, you must hear the voice of Jesus Christ that says, listen to me, listen to me. I say to you, I loose your hearing right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you hear, that you hear, that you hear. Have you ever heard the voice of the Lord? Have you ever heard him speak to you? Okay, well, Father Lord, we believe in that Rusty's capacity to perceive by the power of the Holy Spirit is physical hearing that so affects his spiritual hearing that the dumb spirit is bound up, that the deaf spirit is bound up, that the curse of non-hearing is removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you hear better? Can you hear better? Can you hear better? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is your name? What is your name? Herbert. Herbert. All right. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we anoint Herbert by faith with the ability to hear. The ability to hear. Be loose. Be loosed. Herbert, it is time to hear. It is time that your ears are loosed with an authority that is in the name of Jesus Christ to listen to the voice that says, Come, 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 come. Can you hear now? It's this left one that was deaf. Deaf be removed. Deafness be removed. Deafness by the authority that is in the words of Jesus Christ, the power of his blood. We take authority over deafness right now to be removed from Herbert in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Can you, you hear Jesus. any better? Can Thank you hear you, any Jesus. better? Yeah. Can you hear any better? Yeah. Can you hear any more? So, Lord, we pray full capacity of hearing that Herbert is hearing the voice that says come 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 Herbert come and listen to the voice of your Savior come thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus can you hear praise God can you hear can you hear Somewhat better. That's not enough. We want a whole lot better. 
One more time. Come! Come! The authority of the Lord says come! You deaf spirit, you are under the feet of Jesus. You are under the feet of Jesus. Herbert is free. Herbert is free. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Herbert is free. Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear? A little bit. A little bit. Well, we believe there's coming more. 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 A little bit better. It's getting better. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, you don't do half measures. The fullness. 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 How about now? Hallelujah. I felt that. How about now? Can you hear more? Hallelujah. How about now? A little better. A little better, but not totally open. Hallelujah. Can I stick my finger in your ear? Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, Herbert, we release you from deafness. In the name of Jesus Christ, we release you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that better? Is that better? Hallelujah. Sometimes it takes patience. Can you hear now? Can you hear now? A little better. A little better. It's a little better. It's even more better. It's better than it was. Well, we're believing that by New Year, you're going to come to this altar with full and complete healing. Amen? A little bit better. A little bit better. A little bit better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How you doing, young man? Where you go to church at? In Kenton. I will forgive you for that. Praise God. Now, do I know you? you you've met me. And so you're like a right hand to a right hand in the church. And so it's kind of like you're not the right hand, but you're the right hand to the right hand. Yeah, well, God's going to get ready to give you a greater place so that you will function as a right hand man. And God's going to promote you because you've been faithful. Now, I know you've been ups and downs in your life. And I know that God has repaired those things. But God is going to promote you in the house. And you're going to see God do a great thing. You're going to lift up the man of God's hands. And as it were, you'll be an Aaron and a Her. And that you'll be not just the hand behind the hand, but you're going to be promoted to the place that you're going to be the hand. And so God's going to use you in that church. So just get ready. That comes from faithfulness. That comes from allowing God to heal you, to repair you, to establish you, and you taking whatever has been offered to you. Whenever they've said, come, you've come. Well, God's saying, come. You're moving into a new place. 
in the house. Hallelujah. 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 Then you got something? Come on, guys, get out here. Well, they're all like scared little puppies. Kate. Come on out here. Hallelujah. Can you stand up for me? So here's what I, here's what I'm getting. And I hope I'm wrong. Getting uh, anxiety. Not me. Like a shortness of breath. And, uh. that you've been um, struggling with uh, anxiety even at a young age. But like Pastor Matt said, Jesus came to destroy burdens and yokes. So here's the thing. The adversary is fighting what the Lord has called you to and what you've known from a child. And it's not just what your mom's told you. You know that you know that you know. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to oppress you and hold you down. You are not, you are not bound by the sins that went before. Those are not yours. You do not have to pay the price. Jesus paid the price. So therefore, when the adversary comes, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be scared. But it's more than just knowing. Tonight's a night that God is verifying in front of all of these people that what the adversary has tried to do has failed. No more. That stops here. The shortness of breath, that stops here. The anxiety, that stops here. Does he have... So the breathing problems in the natural, that stops here because of what Jesus did. He's, call, he's calling you. He's saying, come. He's saying, come on, Cade. He's saying, come on, step out. Just, uh, just, just, there it is. That's it. That's all Peter had to do. That's all you had to do. And you as a young man and the people in this church will watch you grow. They will watch you be strong in the spirit. There will come a day that your pastor will have you in that pulpit preaching the gospel. Listen, man, there is something on the inside of you that the adversary has fought for a long, long time, but that is gone today. Will you stretch forth your hands to this young man right here? There will come a day, and you can come to my house and you can tell me I'm a liar if it doesn't come to pass, but there will come a day that you will see this young man filled with faith and the Holy Ghost, that fear and anxiety will not bind him in, that the prayers of his mother have come, will come to pass in this young man's life. You're all his family. He's not alone. He's got you praying. And there will come a day that the seeds that you have sown into this young man will bring forth harvest when he's the one that lays hands on your young people. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I pray. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, that name that is above every name. I speak against every fear, every anxiety. I bind every work of the enemy right now. I cleanse those thoughts in Jesus' name by your blood. God, I pray right now that the mind of Christ, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, make his tongue like the pen of a ready rider. Let his mind move swift. God, I pray that you would fill him with your word, fill him with your spirit, God. Remind him that there's miracles in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that he would be one that would set the captive free 
that you have come into the jail cell of his mind, that you have bust the doors open, that you have called him to freedom and liberty, and that you have called him whole, restored, repairer of the breach, stander in the gap, preacher to the nations, minister of the gospel, freedom, freedom, Freedom in Jesus' name. Now, Kate, the shortness of breath is not going to happen anymore. The anxiety, whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. He just broke you out. You don't ever have to go back. You re, your ministry now is a ministry of resistance. You resist him and he will flee from you. From God. Hallelujah. That was a word from God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You ever dream a dream? Did you have a dream three days ago? Tell me that dream. Um, well, it wasn't three days ago. It was actually last night. Um, uh, I was just telling my husband about it this morning. We were at a wedding, and um, somebody introduced me to a little boy. And he was probably maybe four, and he was a cute little boy. And I just went to, like, touch him just to say hi or, you know, pat him on the head. And all of a sudden, I found myself just laying my hands on him. And I started speaking in tongues. It was like I was blessing him. And I, I just kept speaking in tongues. And I, I, I was doing it so much that I, I woke myself up. Like, I was speaking in tongues in my head. Like, I, was, I could see this little boy. And I just... That was it. Do you have any children? How many? Two? Have you been trying to have another one? Or you're just practicing? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You, you aren't trying. Well, I came a year ago. Well, let me tell you something. I believe that is a confirmation. When I stood behind you, really when I stood over here, God said, she's had a dream. Has three in it. I thought that it would be a, a three nights ago. But I'm telling you, God is telling me, you need to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. God is about to bring you a child for divine time, for divine purpose, at a destined, appointed time. And it is needful in your house. You may not think it is. It is needful in your house. And it'll bind you together like no other cord does, a three-woven cord. So you watch what God's going to do. And you keep practicing because you'll be fruitful. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where you at, Matt? Uh, here we go. This is Patty. She's had a terrible affliction on her back for the last five or six years, and when we laid hands on it, there was a huge knot, and her spine stuck out probably an inch and a half. And just in the time we've been sitting over here, it's just gone down to almost nothing. Why don't you show them, touch your toes. And she couldn't do that before. There you go, Patty. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Good. Praise God Amen. forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Good deal, Patty. Well, that is great, Matt. Yeah. Who else do I got out here? Where'd right here, go? Pastor. Right what? here. Back hey, here. there you go. Yeah, right here. Ooh, ooh, right here. <laughs> you guys stand up. Oh. Stand up. Stand up. As I walked past here, I felt the presence of the Lord. It almost knocked me off my feet. The Lord is saying, great wealth is coming. Great wealth is coming. And you loose your mind. It's not in your numbers. It's not in your understanding. But great wealth is coming. If everybody could just stretch your hand to this couple right now and say, great wealth. Now you guys need to rejoice. The Bible says when you see someone rejoice, you rejoice with them. So can we rejoice with this couple today? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Philip, you have one? Joe? Where you at, Joe? You like crawl under the carpet. Where's Joe at? Joe, you got something? Well, I've been looking, trying to find this person. I have a word, um, but I can't find him, and I don't know. Does someone deal with depression? I know that's a pretty generic thing, but and then it has been clinically diagnosed of depression. That's what keeps coming to me from the Holy Spirit. Over here. Yeah, all right. I was on the wrong side. That's why I couldn't find you. As Pastor Matt was preaching, this word came to me. Word depression kept coming over and over to me. And he kept preaching on the word come. And a scripture he didn't mention came to my heart. The Bible says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the first word was come. Then he said, you're not supposed to carry any burden. And then he said that God is going to do a special touch. So the word of the Lord that came to me for you tonight was this. That God's going to do a special touch in your life and going to deliver you from this depression. Because you came tonight. Did you have a struggle getting here tonight? Not tonight, but other times you have? Okay. I believe because you came and responded. You came. Come unto me. All you that labor. You're not going to have to fight with this and labor with this anymore. But God's going to give you rest. He's going to give you peace. Right now, church, just stretch your hands this way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we break this depression we curse this oppressive spirit that's pushing her down and driving in her to the, her to this pit of depression right now we rebuke it in the name of jesus be gone be made whole we speak peace we speak strength and we speak joy that the joy of the lord may be your strength right now your salvation will be returned unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive it and give you thanks and praise for it. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Can you guys stand to your feet? Step right out here. I don't guess I've ever met you, have I? 
at the movie office. Yeah, Lord Jesus. And you, I wouldn't tell people I was running around with those folks. But listen, I found a tent one time in a fence row. The Lord said that the winds have been blowing. And it seems like you can't keep the tent stays down. You keep trying to keep them down. The holes are just wiggled too much. You are not going to set the tent again in the place that it's been. I'm telling you that God is about, about to plant you somewhere that you've never been. And you're going to drive the stakes, and there it's going to be in good ground. And in the driving of the stakes, there will be an enlargement of your tent borders, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, you've been feeling this restlessness for quite a time. Well, that season is coming to an end. And God's going to speak to you very plainly. God's going to give you direction. The Bible says that God gives us light in our darkness, that he leads us by his spirit. You've been wrestling with that because everything you've known has been placed in this old tent. Time to let the old tent go because God's about to do a new thing in your life. Okay? Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Philip, you have one? All right, Phillips is just not functioning tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. You go to Kenton Church too? What is this, the Kenton Row? My, 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 my. You believe in tomorrows? I do. Because God has a tomorrow in for you. But your tomorrow is different. Because it begins really a new beginning. That your end of yesterday is going to come to an abrupt end. There is sorrow in the night. But God said tomorrow is a day of rejoicing and day of expansion. Now, you've been through a lot. You're still standing. But tomorrow, mark my words, tomorrow. What is tomorrow? The 31st. Okay, well, tomorrow is the day that you're going to begin. And tomorrow is a day for you of double blessing. You watch. You're going to get a sign tomorrow. I don't know if you're going to open a letter. You're going to open a piece of mail. There's going to be a financial blessing in it. Something is going to earmark tomorrow for you to show you that God has already ordered your steps. He's already prepared the way. And you are going to possess that which he has called you to possess. Don't look back. There's nothing back there you want. But God's going to move you on. All you need to do, keep your eyes on Jesus. Just come on where he's taking you. Amen? Come on, shout hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? Matt's over there hugging people. Mike? Someone here, you see a number. You're either seeing two ones or you're seeing the number 11. And you actually had no intention of coming here tonight, but you, were, you really felt you were supposed to come. You either see two ones or you see the number 11. I really believe that the Lord would say to you, if you quit now, you'll miss it. But if you just wait, I am coming. And that which I've spoke to you is not a lie. That which I've affirmed to you, it's real. It is real. And as real as I am, I say to you, my daughter, I have declared my truth to you. Hang on. Hang on. Because what I said is real. That may not mean anything to anyone else. 
But you see, when you're pursuing the things of the Lord and you see crazy numbers and you see crazy images, you think you're going out of your head. All right? But you know that you know that you know that you know that you know it's the Lord. And I would just believe that the Lord wants you just to hold on to him because he's about to reveal the very things he's declared for a long time. In fact, you've said, God, I am so tired of this. You're about to quit. Do not quit. Amen? Amen? So easy to give up. Hallelujah. What do you got, man? Amen. Uncheck. There we go. Just as I was coming over here, I just felt... There's a gift of miracles over here. And I just began talking to some folks here, and, and we have a guy who needs a miracle in his brain, a guy who needs a miracle in his brain on the pituitary gland. And we're going to believe God and for miracles tonight. So would you, you guys step up, stand up real quick. And you, you need a miracle too. Step up, stand up. So let's just, we're, let, listen, we're going to get a miracle. Let's get a miracle. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, come off of him in the name of Jesus. Heal this man in the name of Jesus. I command he has the mind of Christ, a restoration miracle to the brain in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a restoration miracle. We command this tumor, we command this pituitary gland to be healed and be whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus Christ. We loose the working of miracles. We loose the gifts of healing in the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus' name, you be healed today in the name of Jesus. Sister, is it, is it down in here? Where, where It's right down in there, isn't it? Yep, it's right there. It's coming out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. You be healed. You be whole. You abdomen, you be whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Now, all three of you, I don't know if you can tell, if you had something you could see, tell immediately. You feel happy. Okay, I get that. But you, can you tell a difference? Can, what can you, can you feel? Okay. Okay. And, we, and that's something we're going to have to get, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Is there anything you can, te- you can sense immediately? Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we, listen, and, and, and all three of these things, we need a doctor to confirm, okay? But we, well, we know what we believe, but we, we can't, we're going to wait and, and, and the doc, how do I want to say this? We, it's going to take a medical test to confirm the miracle, that's what I'm trying to say. All right. So we're going to believe God for that. Amen. Thank you. All right. Amen. So uh, when I was over there, the Lord gave me Shane Jacobs' name and, and migraines. So I thought it was his wife, but it wasn't. It's him. And uh, Shane, the last time he had a migraine was two days ago, which means that today's the third day. Now we know what happens on the third day. Dead things come to life on the third day. Yeah. Resurrection life courses through yeah. us on the third day. And so, because we, I asked his wife, because I still had her, and she's having pain all on her right side. So I believe if me and you join our faith together, 
that the Lord's going to completely and totally take all this pain out of her right side. Then that's going to verify to Shane that not only is he not going to have migraines again, but that, that this is a resurrection season for him, that dead things are coming to light for him, that there's going to be resurrection yeah. power going on all throughout his family. And I believe, if you'll believe with me, that God's going to do Hallelujah. something. There's pain right in the, in the, in the shoulder Hallelujah. right there. Can I put my hand there? Is that okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I command every bit of this pain to come out right now in Jesus' name. Loosen all those muscles. All of them relax. In Jesus' name. Okay. Does it feel the same as it did when we prayed? It's okay. I just want to know about the same. So when you move up, is it? So there's numbness. So you have numbness right now. Not right now. Okay, so you have pain. It comes and goes, but is there pain right now? But when I was kneeling down, you told me that you had pain in your shoulder. Now I'm confused. I got Lisa. She keeps me confused enough with yeses and nos. So... I, I don't mean to, is, but do you have any pain right now? None that you can, so you'll be able to smack the taste out of his mouth because it was, it was him that got me over here. I was going to leave you alone and then it's him. Will you stand up for me, Shane? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. God, for your glory, every bit of these migraine headaches, we curse them, we command them to come out right now in Jesus' name, never again. By your stripes, we are healed. In the name of Jesus. It's done, it's done, praise. Oh God, for your glory, and I speak right now, a resurrection season. The Lord says that Easter's coming early for you and your family this year. That there's a resurrection season on the third day that today is the day that he has made and you can go ahead and rejoice and be glad in it because there's a new life that's going to be coursing through you a new a new dimension of faith that you're going to be hungry Hallelujah. and thirsty for his word you're going to be hungry and thirsty Hallelujah. for his presence what he's sowing into you right now will, will surely bring forth harvests in the seasons yes. to come that Whoa. this is a resurrection time the third day God, I just speak right now over his entire family. Order. Yes. Peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace. Hallelujah. No, no issues with that. No, 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 no. They've been, they've been sowers. They've been givers. There's no financial issues. There's no, no, no um, heavy things that they're going to have to worry about. No, no, no. That's... God, I just thank you that you rebuke the devourer for their sake. <laughs> Listen to me. Whatever need it is that will come, the provision will be there before the need. Don't worry about that. He, you are the apple of his eye. He holds you in the palm of his hand. Whatever it is that brings anxiety, don't, don't you even allow the adversary to steal your praise, your joy, and your things. I know that he don't struggle with that, but I know sometimes with us, we think, you know, we, we think things and into the next season and trying to figure out, and Mr. Crazy over here, he's just going to give God the glory no matter what. And sometimes for us, I'm married to one just like him. She looks a little better than him, but nevertheless... <laughs> But we have to think things through. It's all right. God created us to be able to see into the next season. But I'm just letting you know right now. The Lord wouldn't let me walk away without reminding you. that He made the sun come up this morning. He makes gravity work. 
same word that he used to frame the worlds is the same word that he promises that every need will be met. That there is not going to be any problems. He cares. You are of much more value than many, many sparrows. And he provides for the lilies of the field, for the fowl of the air. And he will surely care and provide for his beloved. He rejoices over you with singing. And the provision will be there before the need ever comes. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dakota, junior wife, come here. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Join your hands together. I'm going to tell you, Dakota, it's going to be like a fire shut up in your bones, and you're going to see that the call of God, if anybody can talk about deep calling unto deep, God's been calling things forth within you for quite some time. But God said, I hear the word acceleration, and God's going to accelerate the process. And you're going to see that as God's hand begins to intensify on you, you're going to watch. God is going to begin to create situations and opportunities. And you're going to watch the hand of God move in favor upon you and for you. You're going to watch God thrust you into the things that he's destined for your life. You're going to see that as God begins, it's, it's almost, God's going to speed up the process with you and begin to put you into ministry, into areas of ministry quicker than what you thought. You're going to see that the light, it's like the light's going to come on, you're going to get it. Things that you've struggled with trying to figure out, you're going to see that it's just the light's going to come on. You're going to understand because there is a discernment and a quickening and a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom that God's going to release in you. You're going to watch the hand of God favor. You've seen the favor to some degree, but I'm telling you, God is going to expedite this and he's going to accelerate it. Because the word is going to burn in you. You're going to sit down to the book and it's like, I can't get enough. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. And you're going to see that minutes are going to turn into hours. And you're going to see that even your sleep is going to be disrupted because God's going to be calling you into the midnight hours. But yet, you're going to see he's going to quicken you for the strength that you need through the day. Because I'm telling you, he's coming up close and personal. You, I'm going to tell you, God is going to begin to put you into this thing faster than what you thought. And you're going to watch it come together quicker than what you thought. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord would have me to tell you, enjoy, enjoy your youth. Enjoy one another. More than what you have been. Really take advantage of this time. Because a couple of things are going to happen. One, get ready to transition. Get ready for opportunities to travel regarding ministry. God's got you. Enjoy yourself. But enjoy this time before that, those children come. Six months. Are you pregnant now? Now, you're pregnant now. Did anybody else know this? Just you two. 
So I didn't know this. I didn't. Okay, so I guess that's why he's saying enjoy this time now, because in six months, you're going to be pretty busy. Praise the Lord. All righty, praise God. Well, these guys are just on people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You guys are Bannonites? What's wrong with the child? A lot. That's okay. You know, I've, they brought us a Down syndrome baby about 14 years ago. Laid right back there on that pew. And they said, there's nothing the doctors can do. Face was deformed. I prayed for that child. They brought that child back. Three years later, they said, we need for you to pray for him again. His face features have changed. His intellect has skyrocketed. They brought him back to Phyllis and I's office uh, about a year ago. He was 13 years old and said he wanted to come here and give his life to Jesus Christ. He's in public school. He's doing good. He's thriving. And uh, he came here today because he wants to receive Jesus. And I, they said, we want to make sure he understands. I said, tell me the story about Jesus. Tell me the story about Jesus. He says, that's why I know that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved by his grace through my faith. I said, that's good enough. I led him to the Lord. That young man is now living for Jesus. Now, that happened 14 years ago. Never worry about what transpires. I'm just telling you. Uh, who, was, uh, who was that little boy in Kenton Church that was blind? Who? Ashton. Is that his name? Ashton. He was born blind in one eye. I prayed for him one time and he said, I said, can you see? He said, no, I'm blind. I prayed for him again. I said, can you see now? He said, no, I'm blind. I told you. I prayed for him again. And he said, I said, can you see? He said, I told you I'm blind. I prayed for him one more time and walked away and I said, buddy, that don't work. You go home blind. I got about halfway down the pew and I said, hey, Ashton, can you see? He said, now I can see God opened my eyeball. Never worry about it. Listen, the secret works in God are the secret workings of God. We prayed for a lady and a, a young girl. Her face was twisted this way by a birth defect. She was blind. She was deaf. That night I called her to the, uh, to the stage and I prayed for her. God opened her deaf, eye, deaf ears. I went to pray for her eyes and God said, send her home blind. Said so when she comes home, to, when she comes back tomorrow, she'll be totally healed. So that night, this lady came up and uh, said, uh, "Do you remember us?" I said, "No. I, why? No, no. You're a Filipino. I'm in, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Why would I remember you?" She said, "This is the girl that head was tilted, that had the slobber towel, that was blind, and her jaw was over here. She was deformed. This morning when she woke up." God totally hid, had healed her through the night, and she's normal today. Her eye popped open, her jaw shifted back, she had her head straight up, and God totally healed her in one night. There was a man in that same meeting sitting down at the bottom of the platform. I went down, and he was all twisted up like this. I'd pray for him and try to straighten his limbs out. Nothing worked. 
Every night, I said, come back every night. Believe me, God has a miracle for you. I prayed for him every night, every night, every night. The last night I came and they didn't bring him. And I said, oh man, where's that old man? They said, he's up on the stage. I thought maybe they brought him to the stage. So I said, where is that old man? And here come that man walking straight across that stage. Legs straight, arms straight, standing straight as an arrow. God had touched him in the wee hours of the night. Listen, there's nothing that God can't do and nothing that God won't do. Never despair of hope. I don't care what people say. You know, they said, I'd, I'd, I'd be an idiot. I might be an idiot, but at least I'm preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm telling you that God can do anything and that God will do anything. And all we have to do is when we pray, just let the process work. Every little thing you see different, you thank God for. That's all that it takes. All that it takes. Amen? All right. You let God do it. Remember, Matt was in Ivory Coast. They brought two children, one about five and one about four. Had never walked in their life. Prayed, set them down on a platform, crossed the platform, they walked. Remember, they brought that little girl whose hand was that short of the other one? On that platform, Jesus himself grew that hand, that arm, right out till they both became normal. Listen, there's nothing impossible to God. Listen, if God did not know that you had enough faith to bring a breakthrough and a healing for this child, he never, ever would have this child born. God trusts you. God has faith in you. And you just stand and you believe. And you watch what God does. Now, I'm, I get to hear a good report. You tell me when things are happening. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. How you doing, young man? Do I know you? 
Lighthouse Church. Okay, wherever that is. I don't know where that is. Okay, all right, praise God. So, uh, and how you been doing since then? Pretty good. Uh, hmm. Hallelujah. But you knew, do need to get away from this nervousness and being around people and all that kind of stuff. You need to allow your mind to get settled so that you can focus on things. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask God to stabilize your thoughts so that, there'll be a, that you'll be able to focus on what God wants you to do. That'll do away with all this nervous, jittery stuff that, that you do. Okay? Give me your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I lose God the stability of thought, the process, God, of intellect, of rationale, God, and of information. I loose right now, God, a stabilizing of his thoughts and the ability to focus on Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Father. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you watch. That, that's all going to change for you. Hallelujah. You're welcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. How are you guys doing? Good deal. How's it going in Finley, Ohio? Good. Good deal. Good. How's your son? Good. Hallelujah. I remember the day I sat down beside him. God brought him out of that. That was an amazing miracle. Hallelujah. Are you friends of them? Are you glad of that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Praise I'm glad. Praise God. And so everything's going well. You're doing good. Good deal. You're still out getting on the streets, getting people saved. Good. Bought a bus. Good deal. Praise God. I'm proud of you guys. That's amazing. Hallelujah. You know, they say that you can tell if a man is anointed by the beauty of his wife. So you must have something on you. God gives us good-looking women because we deal with ugly people. And sometimes we are ugly people. Now, there, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm so glad to see you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands up towards heaven. Hallelujah. 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 You know that there is no lack in the hands of the righteous. There's none. And I'm telling you, God is going to begin to increase. And God's going to have a spirit of favor come on this child. Now, this child certainly is blessed, and, and I'm glad they're happy. But in school, they struggle. Not only struggle just academically, but they struggle with relationships. It seems like off onto this side, off that side. But I'm telling you right now, within the next three weeks, you listen to the people that he comes back, that he was talking to and that he was running around. There is a spirit of favor I'm putting on him right now. And you watch that God is going to draw relationships into him and his confidence is going to explode and he's going to begin to rise up academically. You watch 
in the name of Jesus. He's not going to be at a low totem pole. He's going to begin to rise up out of the totem pole. And you watch what God will do. It's not done. You don't ever resign to what, what you think man tells you. I'm telling you, you watch the hand of God lift this young man up. And you watch him be a magnet for friends. You watch the spirit of favor be upon him. Come on, somebody. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you doing? Oh, were you going to talk to them, Philip? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, this is a young couple here. I don't know their names, but they've been married about five months. And when I was looking at upon them, God just told me. Turn his mic up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, this young couple here has been married about five months. And, you know, they are a part of a great church, so they are establishing their life on the Lord. And God told me to just speak a word to them that in this decision to become one, you have set yourself on a foundation where God can do a great thing within your bloodline, within your generation, and within your families and that you need to get ready because God's bringing you into a place of rest and a place of empowerment. Now even coming together for some reason I feel like there was some things that the enemy tried to intimidate you with and there's some fears that he really had you burdened with right before you stepped through this doorway but God told me that just like you faced those fears and came this far there's no limit to what he's going to do for you in the future. And I want to declare that this is a word for them, but I'm also speaking to every one of us in this house tonight that you have built your house and your life upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. And for this year coming up and for the years to come, understand this as God's people, that just like God broke intimidation off of them so they could come into this moment to get set for a future, God is telling us as a church that in this season of living, we need to get set for the future that God has for us that even if the enemy has intimidated any one of us up until tonight that we can set our feet upon that firm foundation Jesus Christ because you have built your life upon a rock and because of that the miraculous of God will be with you for all of your days as you serve him amen praise God hallelujah Well, bless the Lord. I believe I'll just pronounce blessing on somebody. We're going to pray for everybody. Can I get all you guys ready? Now, we're going to, we're going to have a Holy Ghost tunnel. I haven't really ever had them. Hey, give me your time, Matt. We're going to get on each side, and we're going to run these people through. And we're going to pray for them. You know, Matt... I told Philip, I said, I feel like people are going to cross over their Jordan tonight and step into a land of possession. You know what? It's entirely too long that people observe the land with sand in their shoes. You know, the Lord asked me, I, I told him last Wednesday night, the Lord asked me, son, are you ready to let me bless you? And I said, well, God, and he said, that's your problem. He said, you know what? You need to quit worrying about people because they're going to talk about you whether you like it or whether they like it. He said, they're going to talk about you whether you have abundance or you whether you have lack. He said, now your seed 
has come a time that a harvest is waiting to break forth. Now, I'm ready to release it. But what you've got to do is be ready to withstand their accusations and their committed and born lies. He said, they know not you, and they speak of things they know not. He said, but I will deal with them in mercy. But if you'll let me bless you, I will bless you, and I will expand your barns, and you will be the eye of all those that believe in abundance. He said, they will talk, but they cannot curse. They'll be able to speak and make a lie, but it'll endure for a moment. Son, let me be the God that I want to be in your life. And you know what I had to say? Have at it, God. Because I'd much rather let my criticizers die in shame and limitlessness and nothingness and me just keep on going. At least they got something to talk about. Because they ain't talking faith. They ain't talking blessing. All they talking is about what I'm doing wrong to get what I got. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing just what I can right. Do I got all my dots, dot, my eyes dotted? I don't know. Got them all crossed? I don't know if all my T's are crossed. But I do know that God has brought me a long way. And I am about, I am about to experience a tsunami a blessing in my life. Now, Matt, you said come. You know, blessing awaits people. Blessing does not hide from people. People hide from blessing because of their tradition, their weak-mindedness, their poverty mentality. Oh, we don't want money. We don't need money. Until you can be sufficient under every good work, until you can abound to everything that God's called us to do, you're not rich enough. The Bible said Abraham was very rich, and he was the eternal friend of God. And I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid of the blessing of God, because I know what I'll do with it. I'm not afraid of it piercing me through. I know what I can do with it. Just like we talked to, this morning, you know Uganda has opened up. You guys all know that that Uganda is putting, invited me to stand in front of over 7 to 10 million people in the year of 2019. And as when we stand in front of those, there's 80,000 pastors in Uganda that have got together, lined up crusades, and invited me to be their main speaker. Now that would cost me over $7 million to do. But God is going to do it this fast. This fast. God is going to do it and is doing it. And I'll be speaking on the platform this end of this January. You say, oh, you're going to miss a Sunday. And like what? You're going to backslide? Millions of people waiting to get saved. Get out of yourself. This is about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And if you're so comfortable that you got to keep a chain on me, you got the wrong shepherd. Hallelujah. I'm not going to have no chains on me. I'm going to preach Jesus. When we all get to heaven, they'll all be mentioning your names, and you'll have to say, I hated you. And I went to my pastor. I wish you would have went to hell. 
But you know what? They'll be thankful that I came to spite you. We need to get over childishness. Do you understand me? Get over childishness. You think Peter's children didn't say, Daddy, where are you today? Daddy, where have you been for the last year? Oh, Daddy, why weren't you at my birthday party? Oh, honey, why weren't you here at the bar mitzvah? Honey, why weren't you here for the, the anniversary? Why? Because souls and hell was being plundered and war was being waged for the souls of men. My God, must we shake ourselves. Wake up and be Christians. Could I get an amen? I've had to leave my wife sick, but she said, go. I've had to leave her with problems. She said, go. I've had to leave her at holidays. Go. Why? Because it's not about us. It's all about him. It's about him. Amen. Hallelujah. So tonight, I believe people are going to cross over. And I believe tonight, when we lay hands on them, that there is going to be a breakthrough. I mean a breakthrough. And from this point on, when we lay hands on them, I want you guys to begin to decree, I have a breakthrough. I'm possessing my land. I'm laying hold of what God has purposed for me. I'm going to encompass what God has called me to encompass. I'm going to enlarge my tent. God is bringing blessing from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Blessing is overtaking me. I'm going in and I go out, but blessing is up on me. And nothing that man can do nor the devil can do can keep me from being a receiver. A receiver. People say, well, you don't know. I do know. I do know. I was raised with 14 brothers and sisters. We were poor. We had, I didn't even know underwear didn't have four holes in them until I went in the military. I said, there's something wrong with these underwear. He said, why? I said, these only got three holes. He said, stupid, put your legs in one and let it go around your waist. Get on down the line. We never had sheets. We never had pillows. We didn't have blankets. We slept six, seven in a bed. When we had a mattress. Sometimes the whole center of the mattress was rotted out. Then I married Phyllis. Got married $10 in the pocket with a beat-up Valiant. Lived in a 10 by 50 trailer. We're doing pretty good. Then we got saved, become tithers. Everything went south. All of a sudden, I started reading the Bible. I started believing the Bible. Pretty soon... Miracles started happening. Somebody gave us a car. Then a person gave us another car. Well, nobody gave me a car. Well, like I said, I started believing God. Maybe you ought to try that. Started believing God, and God started giving us breakthroughs. Somebody knocked on my door one day and said, God sent me here. I'd seen him in a vision. He said, I come to fix the ceilings in your house because we had holes in our roof where the water would run through. We had to put pans in them. Then another man come and said, hey, God told me to come down here and put a new roof on your house. We didn't tell people what we needed. There were times we didn't have heat in our house, didn't have food for a table. I remember one time Phyllis and I, uh, we, we were uh, without food, and Phyllis said, honey, man, I'd love to have a good turkey. I said, well, I'd just love to have some food. All of a sudden, somebody knocked on the door and said, you know, I'm sitting at home. God told me to go buy you groceries. And to bring you a new turkey. 
gave us a brand new uneaten turkey. I know what poverty is, but you can turn poverty around simply by using faith. I gave my way out of poverty, and I'll tell you what, my obedience has brought me to this place that God is going to send and has already commissioned a tsunami of blessing on my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, you know, it won't bother me to build another garage. It won't bother me to build two more garages. Won't bother me to build anything to keep the blessing of God on my life. I am not going to back up and I'm not going to give in to weak minded, faithless people anymore. I'm ready for what God has for me. Because if I can't accept that, He won't trust me with nothing else. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to bring them right through here. They're going to walk across this, and this is their point of contact. When that point of contact is met, it's going to break things in their life. Going to break things in their life. So if you want prayer tonight, stand to your feet. Wait, wait. I better get an offering. Somebody says, oh, you got to take an offering. Absolutely. Absolutely I'm taking an offering. Praise God. The man of God preached. He needs to get something for what he preached. So if you need a tithing offering envelope, take your tithe back to your church. But if you want to give tonight, just make your checks payable to Only Believe Ministers Christian Center. Anything over a million dollars, scratch it out and write Pete Dosak. And uh, I'll meet you over at Subway and buy you a sandwich. Now, now, you think I'm kidding you. I'm telling you. It is not beyond my speculation and my belief that this year God will give me over $3 million dollars. I mean that. I mean, I'm not just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm believing God. You, anybody can believe small. Believe small, get it done, go home. I'm believing God for something big. I, I told Eric we were believing God to go to the world, and a whole nation of other pastors came together and gave us their nation. And the president of parliament said, come to parliament when you come and preach to our leaders. God gave us the nation in one day, in one day. Gosh, I did, well, that, he should have chose one of you educated guys. But he chooses small things. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to receive our offering, then we're going to pray for these. And I'm telling you, faith is going to be infused in their life, and miracles are going to happen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to bless this seed. God, we thank you for what's going on. God, we thank you. Tonight is a night of breakthrough, transformation, reversals, God, and an outpouring of your blessing that cannot be stopped upon every believer in this house. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bring your offering. Well, I'll tell you what, keep it. When you come through the line, throw it in the pail.